my solemn vow to you, I've made this pledge to Cowboys Nation and to myself regarding Bill Belichick. Not going to beat this dead horse unnecessarily. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trusted reporter. This is Fish at Six, like live. We will, of course, review your comments, as we always do, and we welcome those. Uh, only three slappies allowed per program. Get in, get on, be good. Straight dope, no bullsh on Jerry, Belichick, McCarthy, the Falcons, and Jimmy? <laughs> so, let's go back to uh, Jerry's recent remarks at the Senior Bowl, revealing his high comfort level with the idea of someday working side-by-side -side with the legendary Coach Belichick. Remarks that... Uh, as I said then, I found fascinating, inappropriate, and maybe not even true. Outside of Jerry bringing it up, there's no reason to beat this dead horse. Belichick, 71. Be 72 a year from now when he is back trying to fight his way out of the unemployment line. He has not supervised a superior team in half a decade. With eight openings in this cycle, nobody hired him. And who interviewed him besides the Falcons? Only the Falcons came close to even thinking about hiring him, an arrangement that uh, we were told <clears throat> had everything to do with Belichick's arguably arrogant desire to be atop the Falcons' power pyramid. Now, a lot of denials of that now. Now. But I'm going to demonstrate to you why I'm sticking with my story on that, while also uh, lending an ear to what Arthur Blank, Jerry Jones, maybe, and Jimmy Johnson are saying about it. So here comes the Falcons owner, Arthur Blank, a Southern gentleman, spinning for us this contrary story, and one that breathes a bit of life into the old dead horse. Assuming, that is, that Mr. Blank's fresh angle is actually the truth. Quote from Arthur Blank. Bill Belichick never asked for full control over personnel, the building, anything of that nature. It was very inclusive, very collaborative. All these things that were being produced by the media, totally not true. And he said, like, 2,000% not true. I'm left having to suggest that Mr. Blank is performing a delicate semantic dance here. I'm standing by my story. That Belichick was simply not in love with the idea of working under the team president there and working under the general manager there. Team president, Rich McKay, they've never been friends, been around for a long time. General manager, Terry Fontenot, relatively new to the game of being the general manager of a team. And I'll read between the lines of what Blank says here when he says, he met Terry, he checked out our people doing his own references, he sent me a private text which I eventually shared with Terry saying that he'd be happy to work with him. The text saying I'd be happy to work with him. From Bill to Arthur. Work with him. Not for him. Yes. Of course Bill Belichick would be happy to work with a general manager. Why wouldn't he? As long as the general manager works for Bill Belichick. Now along comes our man Jimmy Johnson 
And he's offering up a similar flavor after having spent time on the boat down in the Keys with, with uh, Belichick, who was just down there. Jimmy says, I was shocked that Belichick didn't get a job. And then he said, Bill is more than willing to give up some of the personnel decisions to the general manager and the personnel. And again, it, here we go again. So do this in cowboy lingo. Belichick would be more than willing to give up some of the personnel decisions to the general manager. What do you mean some of? What do you mean you're going to give up some of the personnel decisions? No, no. If you're the coach and you have a boss, you are not in charge of personnel, Bill. And you're not in charge of some of them. What, are you in charge of the offense and he's in charge? You're in charge of the uh, backs and he's in charge of the line? There is no some of them. In a conventional power pyramid, obviously, the general manager is above the coach. And that's not the way Parcel, uh, I'm sorry, Belichick, it's not the way Belichick has done it for 10 years. And when Blank says, oh, he, he would do it, but then he says he'd do it with the general manager, that's not a power pyramid. That's a flat top. Belichick's up there with the general manager. By the way, you put Belichick in a room with Terry Fontenot arguing over personnel, guess who's going to win? Guess who's going to flex his muscle and win? Belichick will work with you, but he will not work for you. And Arthur Blank, without even recognizing that that's what he was saying, is what he said. And Jimmy, trying to paint this picture of Belichick as a uh, softer, gentler co-worker, is probably, and Jimmy's Jimmy genius, but probably unaware of the exact phrasing that he used that that really paints the picture. He'd give up some decisions to the GM. Really? Yeah, Dallas's GM situation is unusual, but we're talking conventionally here, right? Conventionally, and there's, there's been other, uh, Ron Rivera in Washington, Martin Mayhew wasn't his boss. He was Martin Mayhew's boss. Greg Popovich, San Antonio Spurs. Greg Popovich is the boss, even though he's the coach. But normally, Seattle, John Schneider hires the coach. The coach doesn't hire John Schneider, right? For the sake of the argument and being respectful as we always try to be to the fact that Mike McCarthy is the sitting head coach in Dallas and doesn't deserve any of this. If the Cowboys ever make a coaching change, and they might a year from now, we got a lame duck head coach, and Belichick is truly, really willing to just be the coach while taking direction, however collaboratively, because that is the way they do it here. Jason Garrett collaborated with Will McClay. They collaborated with the Joneses. It's all true. But ultimately, Jason didn't 
tell Stephen what to do. Jason didn't tell Jerry what to do. Will doesn't order Jerry around. But if Belichick, if, if McCarthy fails this year, and there's a job opening here, and Belichick could put his hand on a Bible and swear, I'm willing to just be the coach, and I'll offer my two cents on personnel, but I don't need the personnel authority. I don't need, as his mentor famously said, I don't need to shop for the groceries. I'll just cook them, which is something that is completely foreign to Belichick. And when he worked for Parcells, they both thought it was wrong. Bill, Parcell, Bill, Bill Belichick wants to come here and really truly work under Jerry, Stephen, and McClay? Fine. The once all-powerful Belichick bowing down to just be a coach, something he's not been in the last quarter of a century. Okay, that increases, should McCarthy fail, the possibility of a cowboy future. I will take Bill Belichick as a coach. I will not, but here's the thing. I won't let him run his own offense. I won't let him be in charge of his own offense because he's terrible at it. He is remarkably terrible at it post Tom Brady. So he is not going to make unilateral decisions about what kind of offense we run and who the offensive coordinator is. He can get one of his cronies, but he can't be one of his cronies who's actually, he can't get Joe Judge, who's a special teams coach. Say, ah, you just run the offense. And it can't be high school Harry on offense either, which they got accused of in New England. But I'm standing by my reporting, and I say this with respect to Mr. Blank and with coach, respect to Coach Johnson. A humble Bill Belichick interviewing under Fontenot with his, with his hat in his hand and his tail between his legs. That didn't happen. A humble Belichick repeating that same, that didn't happen, act a year from now when the next NFL coaching carousel starts turning, showing up at the star, hat in hand, tail tween legs. Okay. I'm going to choose to lean on, uh, what's his name, the, the former Dimitrov, Thomas Dimitrov. He does a radio show uh, the other day. Now remember, he was the Falcons GM and he worked for Belichick. So he's got a completely unique perspective on this. And he said that Arthur Blank ultimately decided to stick with his guys and go with a known commodity in Raheem Morris rather than allow a Belichick shakeup. Here's what he said on the radio. Anytime Bill goes into an organization, you would assume that whatever your thoughts are about him, he deserves the right to run it. Aha. Maybe there was a group inside the building in Atlanta who kept pushing back to Arthur Blank. Let's call it the way it is. Any organization wants to keep their world, right? Presidents want to keep their world. And what Thomas is saying, again, kind of like Jimmy and Blank, he's saying something without realizing the full ramifications of it. Thomas is a Belichick loyalist, so he's referring to McKay and Fontenot wanting to protect their desks. But maybe unintentionally, he offers insight into Belichick's mindset too. Belichick has been the president of everything. 
meaning that in Atlanta or Dallas or wherever, Belichick is the president. Belichick's the one who wants to protect his desk. It's not just the McKays and the Fontenot's or the Stevens or the Wills. Until further notice, the guy who will not change, the guy who wants to protect his desk, the guy who views himself as the president of everything is Bill Belichick. Fish out.